Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 930 in 716. Double tragedy in the Niagara River. They just sunk. I've never seen anything like that. I obviously had a panic attack and it was awful. We can't stress enough how dangerous this water is down here. You cannot swim in this. You cannot even enter it for a moment. Nothing we could have done. I mean, my mom was screaming at me not to jump in. I almost went in. I mean, they would have sunk me like a stone. If you go in that water, there is a strong chance that you could die. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716. Powered by the Brothers of Mercy, a five-star rated skilled nursing residence offering affordable living in a country setting. Again Monday, I found myself standing at the foot of Ferry Street along the Niagara River where the current runs strong and deep and can fool the eye with a quiet and calming look. But watch for a moment and you can see just how swiftly the water moves in that area. Some of the fastest currents in the Niagara outside of the rapids and falls. It proved deadly times two Monday as a man entered the water off Broderick Park to collect some driftwood. Uh, We were going for a walk, um, my family and I, and we had seen this guy standing on the opposite side of the gate. So, you know, my daughter said, what's he doing? And he said, I'm going for a swim. So we stopped and chatted, and he said that um, he makes furniture out of driftwood. Christina Williams and her young daughter were spending an afternoon in the park and saw it all happen. One man went in the water for wood, she said. He had a rope and another went in to attempt to help. That's when Christina told me at the water's edge the horror unfolded right before her eyes. Um, It wasn't long enough to reach the driftwood, and he kept saying, you know, reach farther, reach farther. Uh, He couldn't reach this piece that they were trying to get, um, so he came back to to the wall where it was safer, where he could catch his breath. He was was smacking the water. You know, I was like, can you swim okay? Maybe you shouldn't be doing this. Come on back. Um, he was already fatigued. He's like, no, I'm fine. The man that he was with said, I'll go in, you know, come on back up, I'll, I'll do this. He said, I'm already wet, I'll just go one more time. So he swims back out. Um, it was clear that he was already struggling. Everybody kept yelling. There was about six people there with us. You know, just grab onto the driftwood, just hang onto the driftwood, because it was where it was all built up in the corner over there. And um, he grabbed the driftwood. He he was about to reach the piece that he was aiming for, so the, the white male dropped the rope just so he can reach it. It was about two feet away. Um, it didn't look like the water was choppy over there. It was still calm because of the corner. Uh, so it, he had the piece and he was floating on it for a second. I don't know if because of the, the water current, like it's hard to kick your feet because he was struggling. He, was, he let go, he was going down. About three times went down, came up. We, you know, we screamed to the white male, "You need to jump in and save this guy." So he took off his other boot. He jumped in, swam to him as fast as he could. When he got to him, the black male pushed him straight down under the water to try and get his head above. They bobbed back and forth three or four times, and um, 
it was apparent that they needed help. So another gentleman went over the the gate with a long piece of driftwood to try and reach them. Uh, they were about two feet away, you know, this far from his hand. He just kept reaching. I held on to the man so he didn't fall too. And um, it was only a couple of seconds before they both just sunk like rocks. I, I didn't see the current take them as far as I could see, and I was staring straight at them that they just sunk. I've never seen anything like that. I obviously had a panic attack, and it was awful. I mean, my ch kids saw it and everything. So they were here. No, or they did not fall in. Collect the, collect the wood. They went in on purpose. Nothing we could have done. I mean, my mom was screaming at me not to jump in. I almost went in. I mean, they would have sunk me like a stone. We can't stress enough how dangerous this water is down here. You cannot swim in this. You cannot even enter it for a moment. The currents, the rip currents, are beyond deadly. Buffalo Police Captain Jeff Rinaldo. Last year with the loss of our diver, Lieutenant Craig Lehner. Uh, unfortunately, less than a year later, we're back here for another tragedy at the water's edge. So again, I'd like to say uh, there's signs all along the railing that say swift water, no swimming. Uh, we have signs posted at almost all of the waterways around the city that basically say no swimming. You know, this is unsupervised water, but again, as we saw unfortunately last year in the tragedy, even experienced divers can die in these waters. This is not something to be taken lightly. And although something looks like it's sitting on top of the water and it looks nice and calm, it is not calm water. There's different currents that flow, especially when you get into these eddies that will pull you towards the wall and then suck you out in the river and then as well as pull you down. We train in these waters because one of two things, we hope to number one, always be able to make a rescue, save somebody that's drowning. Generally, if the conditions are right and we're able to respond within an hour, sometimes it is possible. But the second task is to be able to bring closure to victims' families when this type of event occurs. We train in these waters. It is very dangerous, as we've seen, but it's what our team does. And when that call goes out, they respond. Ronaldo was standing in the very same spot where he delivered many a briefing as they searched for one of their own last fall, diver Craig Lehner, who died during a training exercise in the very same waters. You know, as, I, as I've said before, our training kicks in. We have a job to do. We do it. Um, I'm sure tonight there's going to be some strong emotions from our team that was down here. Approximately half the team was able to respond and get here. But again, every single man and woman on that team is nothing but professional, and they they do what they do so that they can try and save people. Yep. You know, the message has to be understood. You cannot get in this water. And unfortunately, we've seen it all too often in the past where somebody gets into distress. No matter how good of a swimmer you are, you jump in the water to attempt to save them. And ultimately, that first person causes you to drown because they are struggling for their life. They are not going to take direction. They're not going to take control. They are going to literally, the second that you get within reach, grab onto you and attempt to push themselves up out of the water off of you. And again, it, it's just an extremely dangerous and deadly thing. And unfortunately, as hard as it is, we always advise don't go in the water after somebody. Get a stick, call for help, get 911, do everything you can, but understand the risk involved. If you go in that water, there's a strong chance that you could die. Well, as I said before, we always evaluate our training. We always look at what went right, what went wrong, how we can make it better. But at the end of the day, the key to these situations is a quick response. As soon as there's enough divers on scene that they can safely enter the water, in they go, and they start their work. Um, unfortunately, you know, every situation is unique. As I've said uh, too many times in the past, this is 
a unique piece of water that is not replicated really anywhere else in the country. So it's not like a static body of water that you can easily train, and this is exactly the step-by-step. -step. They get in the water. I was able to talk to a couple of the divers who did go in and recover the, the gentleman, and they said there is debris field there. It is uh, approximately 15 feet where they are, but they were in a debris field, and uh, they kind of got stuck where they went under. So, I mean, our officers know as part of these beats, we try and patrol the waterways as much as we can. We know when the weather gets warm like it is today, then unfortunately people are going to not heed our warnings, and they're going to go into what they think might be safe. Um, we've unfortunately had drownings here on the other side in the channel, where the water looks calm, doesn't seem to be flowing that fast, but again, there's under currents and, and uh, drift that occurs in the channel and you can drown there, let alone in the river behind you. The one other piece of information, um, a few years ago, obviously recognizing the dangerous waters that we have in these areas, every single Buffalo police car that is assigned to a district that has a body of water attached to it does have life vests with slings attached to it in, in the cars. So as I believe uh, Ron might have asked, if we see people down by the water, obviously if it looks like they're trying to swim, our job is immediately to try and get them out of the water, but as quickly as we respond, if there is a victim who is still above the surface, we do have mechanisms in place to attempt to rescue those people. There is no reason for anyone to enter the Niagara River from the lake to the Grand Island area. Just too much current, too many unknowns, and once you're in trouble, it is just too late. Back tomorrow. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.